Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm your host, Darcy Chambers, and I'm here with my co-host, Kyle Chambers. We've had a really hard time getting started. We had a case of laughter that we couldn't get past, but I think we're past it now. Right? Kyle? Yes. And I think once we start <laughs> discussing this, the laughter will stop. Hopefully. So. In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. have said several times on this podcast how the ISO standard feels so big. Agreed. And that if it's placed in somebody's hands at a business and said, here, we need you to take care of this for us, it feels overwhelming. Agreed. Because oftentimes it's put in the hands of somebody that's not... Not yet competent to tackle the, the job. Right. And maybe this isn't their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Because I can happily support Kyle and his business, but the ISO standard is not my cup of tea. <laughs> so if somebody handed that to me, I would say, mm, I think I'm going to find a new job. <laughs> 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 so what we wanted to do is kind of pick apart the standard, mm -hmm. but Kyle didn't want to go through it clause by clause. No, that's horribly boring and just a, a, a bad way to approach and it. And rather extensive, it I is. would think. So he wanted to look at it process by process. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so our next several episodes will be a mini-series mini on the ISO standards, but not just one. Kyle, you want to yeah. say something? So we're going to be looking at most of this through the lens of the ISO 9001 standard, and we'll talk here in just a few minutes about what the difference is in all these numbers. But um, you, you've got really three big ones, and, and honestly a lot more that are really similar that have the exact same structure. I mean, they, they tweak a few things. So if you're looking at health and safety or quality or environmental, they're really similar. But we're going to be gearing this mostly through the lens of 9001, which is strictly the quality standard. And I think a lot of people use that. Agreed. No matter what business you have, that's the most common standard. Oh, hands down. <clears throat> so what is the 9001? It is a... <clears throat> quality management standard so there was a lot of hubbub about uh the new 2015 version of the standard versus the 2008 and really every other version going back uh you know to the late 80s um what they really did different here is they created like this super standard to uh help develop the other standards or redevelop the other standards and they called it annex sl we don't have to talk about it much, but it's just kind of important to know that there there was some, you know, top-level direction, you know, governing the redevelopment of these standards, which is why you'll find that they're all so incredibly similar, which is really, really a great okay. thing. <clears throat> Let's back up, because I don't understand what you're saying. Okay. You said there was some top-level direction involved in <clears throat> redesigning the standards. Yes. I don't understand what you mean somebody in charge of redesigning all the standards or just the 9001 uh the 9001 the 45001 and the 14001 
directly. Uh, so all three standards are really, really similar in their structure now, right? So they've got the, mostly the same clauses. Gosh, probably 50% of the language is identical between the three standards. Because what you're doing to improve quality and for continual improvement and for quality and for correcting defects in quality, well, you're, you're going to do really similar stuff for continual improvement, health, and safety. Okay. You are talking way too fast for somebody who doesn't understand Okay. This. <laughs> so let's go back to my original question. Sure. <laughs> Top-level direction. Who are you referring to when you say top-level direction? What oh, does that mean? This is um, ISO, International Standards Organization, itself. They created a large, diverse committee to guide the redevelopment of key standards. Okay, so they didn't just pull from their employees. No. They pulled from industries. Absolutely. To help Absolutely. rewrite the standards. Yep. I 100% respect that. Yeah. And so what they <coughs> they created was something called the Annex SL. We don't really have to know much more about it other than it was developed by, you know, this this group of folks tasked with developing it. And it guides the development of new standards. And the key ones, which we'll discuss here over the next few weeks, are the quality, the health and safety, and the environmental standard. Now, you'll find that other standards that are not directly under that Annex SL umbrella were still influenced. So we take a look at, like, um, we've been talking about medical. So this committee was only for those three standards. Correct. Okay. And, but, you know, we've been talking about medical devices a lot mm -hmm. recently. And so the medical device, 1345 standard, is not an Annex SL standard. However, if you read the 2016 edition of it, you can 100% tell it was influenced um, by these same things. So even other, other less common standards, say the IT security standard, 27001, um, they were all very heavily influenced by the same movement, which is really great because it adds some uniformity to the industry that it's previously never had. Yeah, and I appreciate that because, you know, our listeners may be tired of it, but I liken everything to the education field because that's what I'm familiar with and that's right. what I know. And back when I was teaching, I remember, you know, politicians or whoever making laws and writing procedures for us, even at the ESC, yeah. for making rules for us in the classroom. Even if you used to be there, you're not right. there anymore and things change. And we always felt like, well, they don't know what it's like to be in the classroom right. and they're making rules for us. So I appreciate ISO pulling people that are currently mm -hmm. in the industry and saying, help us, yeah. help us help you and, you know, tell us what works for y'all in your industry. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and there are some critics of how it was done, but there's there's critics with every process. But maybe that's something we could discuss later on. But I, I agree. I'm very happy with the the level of uniformity between not only the Annex L standards, but the, the bleed off effect into the rest of the industry. Because right. it really make, it makes it A, easy for an auditor like myself, right? Because if I'm going into audit, I don't have to remember, you know, a totally different set of clauses. Um, I can walk in with the same framework and, and go from there. Right. So, and it makes it so much easier for uh, quality managers, especially um, newer quality managers or heck older quality managers as well but really for the the newer folks coming up in the industry um man it was it was terrible before you know the first time i did an integration it was between the old iso 9001 the 
uh, which is quality, the old ISO 14001, which is environmental. And let me tell you, they didn't have nothing in common with each other. <laughs> and um, ISO hadn't yet developed a health and safety standard. So I went with the old British um, uh, standard, OSAS 18001, and it was completely <laughs> nothing like the All other very two. Different. Yeah. And so, so I didn't realize that ISO's health and safety standard was new. Oh yeah. It's it's a it's, it's a brand new, new brand new brand new product. That's um it hasn't uh hasn't been out long and one of the biggest reasons was the old British standard just A wasn't very good and it was so incredibly different from everything else. Um I mean it was just very, very hard very hard to work with. And you can Google and, and maybe I'll see if I can find some of these as well, put them with uh, show notes. But the uh, what they call it the the matrix the matrices that people would create to show where this clause of nine thousand one mapped to this clause of fourteen thousand one mapped to this clause of eighteen thousand one oh my gosh these things were an absolute wreck and nightmare to look at but it was the best anyone could do but now it's more streamlined oh gosh yeah <laughs> so just hearing you talk about this a little bit the ISO people. <laughs> I really have respect for them. It sounds like they're doing things the right mm-hmm. way, trying to make it streamlined and as easy as possible for quality managers and businesses out there. And that's really been the goal, the true goal of um, ISO from the get-go, you know, going back, you know, to their earliest beginnings in the 40s and 50s and Geneva and Britain and all these different uh, things, which, you know, maybe we can discuss another time. But their goal from the get-go has been uniformity, standardization, really trying to make things easier for the world like you you hear about iso containers right well why are they called iso containers because there's an iso standard for the size (laughs) shape and construction of these containers well and that's the goal of the standard too is to help your business be more streamlined so it makes sense that the standard would put forth every effort to make sure their standard is streamlined here's just because i have a you know used to play a lot of music and so this one's fun for me the note uh, middle c um the pitch as determined by folks in germany versus by folks in france was off by a few um few hertz and so as long as you played it according to that pitch it always be in pitch but the two countries could never play music with one another they'd be horribly out of tune with one another Mm -hmm. and so iso stepped in and set and i can't remember what it is now but they set the pitch for middle c (laughs) so all the music that you hear is based on that pitch um so just very interesting ways that things operate yeah intervene so you said that our primary reference in this mini series is going to be the 9001 standard which is quality management correct which is just what it says, managing your quality and the processes to get quality. Yes, and one additional key component that doesn't exactly exist in, in other systems out there. So like you have um, the API world. Um, it actually carbon copies a lot of the ISO 9001 standard, um, but it doesn't account for continual improvement, whereas ISO 9001, 9001. is very heavy on continual improvement. And that's not just improving upon your nonconformities; it's improving upon what you did well. Exactly. Which, um, who was it that uh, we talked about in one of our case studies that was already doing things well? Oh, the Kenya. Yeah. The Kenya uh-huh. pharmaceutical. Um, what's it called? It was just Kenya Pharma, but yeah. And so they were <clears throat> distributing the medications. Medicines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so they were already doing things well, but they said, how can we do things better? Yep. And they went to ISO 9001 for that. Yeah, and so it's just a, it's a natural natural segue over right. there. Okay, so some of the other standards we might be referencing are 45001, mm-hmm. which is? Health and safety standard, health and safety management system. So if you need 9001, do you always need 45001? No, no, it, it really depends on what your... Um, your goal is for for your system it, it really depends on what you're doing i mean if, if you're operating say um an it server farm yeah there's need for health and safety but you know, it's probably much more limited than in a traditional manufacturing facility okay so not necessarily going hand in hand but what about if you need forty five thousand one? you probably need nine thousand one. generally um it, it's There's no explicit requirement, though, because, uh, and we'll talk about it in more detail, but both of them have requirements for an internal audit. Both of them have requirements for management review. Both of them have requirements for tracking defects. So it's not required, Mm -hmm. but in general, if you are getting 45,001 You probably already have 9,001. Probably going to get 9,001. Okay. And the other one that you mentioned was 14,001. Yep. 14,001's been around for a while, only recently integrated into this new Annex SL model. Um, and it's for environmental management. So, again, whereas, say, in the quality world, we're, we're really concerned about um, product defects or, you know, maybe about, uh, like, the the first first batch that goes out, first article inspection. You know, we care about these things. Um, for health and safety, none of that means anything. But we do care about um, defects so far as maybe how many times someone has used an eye wash or how many times we have a near miss, or how many times there's an accident, and even uh, production line defects that, that present a risk towards safety we'd care about. For the 14,001? I'm sorry, that's for 45,001. Okay, sorry. so we were talking about 14,001, the environmental standard. Yeah, so for 14,001, it's gonna be still real similar to health and safety, um, but we're looking at environmental issues, and where might could we substitute a hazardous chemical for a less hazardous chemical? We have the same thing everywhere else. We're, we're just substituting one risk for, for a different risk. Um, and do we have any environmental releases? Have we checked for these things? What's our audit gonna look like? Um, and again, you don't. not everyone needs the standard. Mm-hmm. It needs to be compliant to the standard because some folks really have a very low environmental impact. Right, so not everybody's gonna need that. And then lastly, we already kind of touched on API Q1, which is very similar to the 9001 standard. It just does not have the continual improvement add-on. Correct. The uh, API world is really geared around um, product conformance because this is developed by API's American Petroleum Institute, right? Mm -hmm. So it is all geared around product performance and they're very concerned about product performance and there's various API monograms for different types of product that you supply. And that monogram, you know, ensures that you have uh, the chunk of the quality management system needed to make and maintain that product. Improvement's not um, a part of it there. Okay, and then what is API Q2 then? API Q2 was uh, largely developed after a lot of the um, the offshore disasters that have occurred, mm. yeah, you know, specifically um, uh, uh, Deepwater Horizons. Mm-hmm. And it is very, very, very heavily centered on risk. So again, not exactly a continual improvement standard, 
but risk and continual improvement do tend to layer on top of each other, but it's very, very risk intensive. And how are we going to identify and mitigate these risks? And it, it gets very in depth. Okay. So from working with you and our clients, I've kind of learned, or I've assumed, I guess, and I'm wondering if this is true, that API is a harder standard to get and keep. Mm, Q2 is, the monograms are. Q1 um, honestly probably requires less than the 9001 standard. Um, of course, it's not quite comparing apples to apples, but Q2 definitely is, and the monograms can definitely be difficult to get and maintain. Uh, we've also found that uh, the API um, auditing world operates a little different than the ISO operating world, which can make it a lot more difficult for folks. Because they're not as consistent, is that? You get seem to get a different auditor each time. You're not guaranteed any, any kind of... Uh, congruity with you know who your auditor is whereas like i do uh some of the iso 9001 external audits for uh, for another registrar mm -hmm. and my clients are my clients and i'm gonna go out there each year now there's a set number of years um that i can go out there before they're gonna switch it over mm -hmm. but th they like that familiarity um api well it, and everybody's different and i think that's with one client in particular i'm thinking of they said, you know, we have a different auditor every year. And last year, one auditor said this, and this year, this auditor didn't even talk about it. Yep. And it gets frustrating for the clients yep. because of the lack of consistency. It, it does. And the systems where I've seen it work well is a, and I know this is asking for a lot of uh, additional cost and, and time on the part of the client, but when they have an ISO 9001 standard and the API Q1 standard side by side, um, I know it's a lot of duplicated effort, mm -hmm. um, but showing that ISO 9001 cert does seem to go a long ways towards uh, some uniformity with your API Q1 audit. Because when it comes to looking at the monograms, there's less variability there. It's mm -hmm. either we have the documentation to the specification or we don't. Okay. So um, that's good to know, I think, for our listeners yeah the difference between the api q1 and i guess it depends on who your clients are as a business yes. and what their requirements are definitely definitely and you know they talk about this and we'll, we'll go into it over the next few weeks a little bit they talk about interested parties with iso 9001 it's a term that never showed up before and that, you know one of your interested parties is your customer what is mm -hmm. it that they actually want and they actually value and what's going to help you give that value and I want to step back a minute because we were talking about how ISO, you know, generally they'll send out the same auditor every year. And I can see where that would be a problem, too, because then the auditor, whether intentionally or not, might be turning a blind eye to certain things. Exactly. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, we looked at that last year. We looked yep. at that last year. And, and maybe intentionally, like, I want to keep auditing and I want to keep this client, so yes. I'm going to ignore what I see. So I see the benefits to it's both sides. With people, you know, this is the, the, the fun and frustrating thing about this is when you have people involved, you have to worry about all of these things and there is no perfect solution. Right. But if you take people out of the equation, oh my gosh, I could not imagine, you know, doing this by survey. Well, actually, I can. That's called IS Networld and no one enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we can visit that on another episode. <laughs> maybe so. 
So um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of delve into these processes. Kyle's got it mapped out, what we're going to talk about each episode. And I guess the next episode is going to be that it starts at the top. Absolutely. And I think we've talked about that several times, the top-down management. You've got to create a good culture. That's something I'm passionate about is creating a good culture. It'll be fun. All right. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Stop. I can't do this. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is how you make podcasts, people. That's how you do it with Kyle. <laughs> working with a normal person it would probably be easier this is what i have to work with normal people don't try to start their own business though. okay let's go turn that off are we ready for 44 seconds okay wait i gotta <laughs> <laughs> stop it hey everyone welcome back to quality matters <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. She got the giggles. You looked awake and started laughing. Oh, we Try it again. Okay. Stop making me laugh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it. I can't. <laughs> You're blaming it on me saying that I have the giggles and you're the one over there about to bust out laughing every time. I don't think this is going to get done today. We have to release it tomorrow. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) So stop. might just release a laugh track. Stop. Look at me. I can't. I can't look at you. Look at me. (laughs) We have to take deep breaths and we have to calm this down. Turn it off.